What is up everybody? Welcome back to the Didn't Ask Podcast. Episode 36 we're on right now. Man, big numbers, big numbers, big numbers. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes of this podcast, please go back and do that. You can find them in all your favorite podcast services around the globe. How's everybody doing? I hope you had a good weekend. I'm recording this on a Monday, primarily. And we just had an amazing Formula One weekend where Hamilton had setback after setback, but won the whole fucking race on Sunday. Incredible job done by him. And sadly for Max, that means that Hamilton is closing in on the Grand Prix world title. But, you know, we we still have three races to go, so anything can happen at this point. And hope is still alive for Max to win the world title for the first time. And I think it would be the eighth time for Hamilton if he wins it again this year. But, yeah, we will see in a couple of weeks where we end up with the driver standings and the constructor standings and all that but once again once more like i said i believe last week this is not a formula one podcast maybe i will get one in the future who knows this is of course a reddit podcast where i dive into the world of reddit to see what the people asked reddit and didn't ask me so let's jump into the first question of today coming from the ask reddit subreddit Submitted by user Alarmed Store, and they ask, What can you say that can trigger an entire fan base? As I said on this podcast many a times in the past, I'm a big wrestling fan. And in the world of wrestling, there are so many things you can trigger people with. One of them being like saying, like, Oh, Goldberg is a great wrestler, because people will hate you for that. And the other thing being saying that Finn's McMahon is a genius, which on many fronts he is, but lately he has been losing touch with what wrestling is and what wrestling fans want. Because WWE has been focusing on the, the broad appeal of what wrestling could be and not necessarily uh, about the wrestling fan. Which I, on one side, I can understand because that's, of course, if you appeal to a broader audience, that means that you have a larger group of people to put your product in front of and sell products to. But on a marketing basis, it's basically like the dumbest thing you can do because if you don't have a set group of people that you cater to, that means that you're going to lose identity and when you lose identity it becomes less and less interesting to connect to the product uh, for anybody involved so yeah so that would be a thing to trigger people you can also trigger people right now with anything AEW related like saying that Kenny Omega is a mid-level wrestler that will trigger a whole bunch of people but also talking shit about Tony Khan and the ratings that they keep talking about because nobody really gives a fuck about ratings. Um, ratings is, is are very interesting and 
this is a very interesting thing and I'm preaching to the choir here, but ratings are very interesting for advertising. It doesn't necessarily mean anything other than that. The wrestling community seems to have a very hard on about ratings and who is doing what ratings and what demographic they're getting and oh my god. But again, nobody really cares about that. People are caring about hard numbers, especially nowadays. Nobody really gives a fuck about what demographic you're getting and what people just care about what the big number says. And if the number is bigger, that is better, which means that you're going to get better sponsorships and collaborations and stuff like that. So yeah, those will be my answer to the question asked by Alarmed Store. What can you say that can trigger an entire fan base? I focus this more so on wrestling because I am very much into wrestling. So I would say saying that Goldberg is a good wrestler, saying that Vince McMahon is a genius, and basically anything to do with AEW will trigger a whole bunch of fans. So saying that Kenny Omega is a mid-level wrestler or that the ratings don't really count or that nobody really cares about them. So... Thank you for your question. Moving on to the second question of today. And this one comes from user Rowent Genographer. And they ask, Reddit, what's the strangest thing you have a guy for? When I saw this question, I immediately thought about the friend my dad has, who is basically Neo from The Matrix. He is Mr. Hackerman. He is very technical and can do a whole bunch of stuff. So we basically visited that, that guy every week. At least in my head, it was every week. Maybe it was every other week. But we went there to get TV shows and DVDs and you name and CDs, you name it. He could get everything very fucking quickly in high quality. And it was fucking amazing. But that's not all he could do. He was also very technical, like I said. So he was able to uh, mod certain consoles that we had. So we had a modded PS2. And he jailbroke our, uh, our Wii at the time. So we were able to, again, go to him. And then get basically all the games we wanted as kids. So... That was such a cool thing to have. And then sometimes he would be like, my dad would be like, hey, I'm going to see the guy today or tomorrow. What new Nintendo Wii game do you guys need or do you guys want? And then I could just look up legitimately, just go through the the Toy Stork catalog and look at what new games got released that week. And I'd be like, oh, I want Star Wars The Force Unleashed. I want Back to the Barnyard. I want, I don't know, you name it. And he was like, okay, well, I'm going to see if he has that. We would go there and then he came back with like 25, 30 games all new. And then we're all able to play them. And that made the Wii one of my favorite consoles still. Because I could basically play all the games I wanted. I played... Cartoon Network games, I played, you know, all the Nintendo games that I wanted. I have to specify that. I had, like, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, and I had, you know, 
basically everything that you could think of I had and it was such an amazing thing for a I don't know a, an eight slash nine year old kid somewhere around that maybe 10 to just be able to go to this guy and be like hey I want the new I don't know the B movie that came out at the time and he was like okay I got that here and then he would print it and then we got it and it was fucking awesome and then yes again the games the B movie game speaking of the B movie the B movie game is fantastic and I played the shit out of that on my Wii just because I had it so yeah it is not really the strangest thing to have a guy for but again it was really cool for him to be able to just basically get all the games and tv shows and movies known to man and be able to print them and give them to us that was fucking awesome so thank you Roland genographer for your question reddit what is the strangest thing you have a guy for and it would be just the, the the illegal guy, the tech guy. Again, he would just give us all the DVDs, CDs, and games that we wanted and needed. And it was fucking awesome. So thank you for your question. Moving on to the third question of today. Coming from user Lewis Maxwell 23 And they ask, What's a discontinued food or beverage item you wish with all your heart would return? I saw this question and I thought about one thing and one thing only. When I was a kid, there used to be this show called Samson en Gert. And it's a show made in Belgium, but it aired in the Netherlands as well. About a, basically like a middle-aged guy, I guess he was like 30s, in his 30s or some shit at the time. But the show went on for pretty long. But it's about like a guy who lives with a talking dog and then has quote-unquote adventures in the town that he lives in. And then he goes to the mayor and talks to the mayor and then he goes to the, the corner store, talks to the clerk there and then they have an issue and then they solve it. And it, the, the stories were all pretty small. But for a kid, they were fucking amazing, you know. It was so fun to see this guy talk with his dog and then go through all the hubbub to, I don't know, solve an issue that was basically very small. But anyways, that show had cookies made with the characters on top of them or like on them. And these cookies were so fucking good. And it's sad. And the, the funny thing is, is that if you say... Oh yeah, have you seen Samsung Ghet cookies? Or have you eaten Samsung Ghet cookies? To somebody my age, they would fucking lose their shit. Because these cookies were so fucking good that kids would bring them to school as basically like a lunch treat or, you know, eat them at home. It took them to, to practice for sports and whatever. Like, these cookies were fucking amazing. And it's fucking crazy that they discontinued them. Like, I don't really understand. And I've, I've looked this up, and apparently in Belgium or something like that, I believe you can get them at some places still. I don't know what how true that is, because I don't live in Belgium. Don't visit Belgium very often either anymore. 
But those cookies are fantastic and I wish they brought them back. And we have similar cookies now. So they have these frozen cookies at, at stores here. Um, they're not that expensive. They're small though. Even though the Samsung Agar cookies probably were also very small. But they kind of taste what I imagine Samsung Agar cookies to taste like. But it just doesn't hit the same. It hits different, you know what I mean? So I wish they would bring those Samsung Agar cookies back. Because, man, those were fucking awesome. So once again, going back to the question asked by Lewis Maxwell 23 What's a discontinued food or beverage item you wish with all your heart would return? And I would have to say Samsung Agar cookies because those cookies were bomb as fuck. And again, like I said, if you ask somebody my age about those cookies, they will fucking lose their shit. So thank you for your question. Moving on to the fourth question of today. And this one coming from user Ransom. 0374 and they ask what singer's voice irritates you we're getting closer to that time of the year and basically we're already in that time of year where we're gonna start hearing christmas music more often and i have to say that at this point i'm just bothered by mariah carey's voice mariah carey has an amazing voice or had an amazing voice many years ago but nowadays, it's just not that good anymore. So every time I hear a Mariah Carey song, even the old ones, I still kind of get like a like a chill around my spine where it's just like, oh, it's Mariah Carey again. I just don't want to deal with this. And it's kind of sad because, again, like I said, Mariah Carey is a, had a very good voice and she was a very good singer. But lately, it's not been that great. So, yeah, I um, I would say that, yeah, she kind of irritates my voice. So, I kind of lost my words there because somebody in the comments said that they get irritated by Liz Gillies singing. Liz Gillies! How the fuck? Okay, so I misread this. They were referring to seal singing and they just used that Liz Gillies uh, video as an example so I'm very glad because I literally had a fucking aneurysm there because I was just like who the fuck puts it in a right mind to say that Liz Gillies has an irritating voice what the fuck the disrespect on that so somebody else says country singers and yeah country singers I kind of agree that, yeah, some of their voices, not the greatest. But coming back to the question, asked by user Ransom0374, what singer's voice irritates you? And I would say Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey had had her, you know, her height of her career many years ago. And with Christmas very closely now. We're going to start hearing the voice again, and I uh, could deal without it. So thank you for your question, Ransom. Moving on to the final question of the Ask Reddit subreddit for today. This question coming from Bring In The Buns, and they ask, 
what would you say is the most disgusting ice cream flavor? I am a big fan of ice cream. I really like ice cream uh, in all different forms and flavors and you name it. Ice cream is pretty amazing. Though I have had some disgusting ice cream in the past. So like I am allergic to peanuts. So anything that's peanut butter flavored can piss right off because I will probably choke to death after eating that. So we're going to skip out on that. I went to an Asian restaurant and they served black sesame ice cream. And it wasn't that great. It wasn't disgusting per se, but it wasn't a flavor that I would be like, oh, this is good. I'm going to go back for another scoop or something like that. When I saw this question, however, I started thinking and I was just like, well, I have not eaten that many disgusting ice cream flavors. But I will have to say that chocolate ice cream, I don't necessarily think is disgusting, but it doesn't taste like chocolate. And therefore, I've barely eat it ever. Because it's just one of those flavors that's just like, it doesn't taste like chocolate. So why the fuck am I eating chocolate ice cream if it doesn't taste like chocolate? Like, there are many ice cream, like many flavors as a whole that aren't very representative of what they represent, which is kind of funny. One of them, of course, being grape, because grape has a very weird flavor. And if you get something grape flavored, it never tastes like an actual grape. And another thing being raspberry, because I'm a big fan of raspberry flavors in everything. But when I once bought some raspberries, I was just like, what the fuck is this? I just got kind of sick from the flavor of raspberry. So that's a very interesting viewpoint. So yeah, bring in the buns, your question, what would you say is the most disgusting ice cream flavor ever? Again, I had black sesame ice cream and that wasn't great. So that would probably be up there. I would say chocolate ice cream because it just doesn't taste like chocolate. And therefore I would be like, I'd rather have something else. The comments of this post are disturbing, to say the least. Because people are saying mac and cheese flavored ice cream, smoked salmon flavored ice cream. Like, people are saying fucking mad shit. And somebody said, user glades underscore wrote asked, Okay, where are y'all getting your ice cream from? Crack houses? And that's what I'm kind of thinking of as well when I'm seeing these comments. Because people are having lobster ice cream? Like, what the fuck is that? Smoked salmon? Mac and cheese? What the hell is wrong with these people that make these ice creams? So, luckily for me, it has stayed pretty normal. So, thanks anyway for your question. Bring in the buns. And now, moving on to the final question of today. Of course, coming from the MIDSL subreddit, coming from user throw dash away 1918. And they ask, am I the asshole for moving out, taking all my stuff and not telling my roommates? I, 19 year old female, live with three other girls, 9220, in an apartment on campus. Since it's an apartment on campus, it's a two bedroom with four people, so everyone shares a room. I share a room 
with B, C and D share a room together. Between me and D, we furnish the whole apartment. I wanted to acknowledge that I'm the bitchy roommate. I call everyone out on money, food and cleaning. I'm a full-time college student and I work 40 hours a week on top of that. But I'm also the one that does the most chores. Since I am the only one with a job, my roommates expect me to buy everything for the place. Toilet paper, garbage bags, etc. And they get mad that I ask them to pay their share of it. I really enjoy cooking and it's a huge stress relief for me. For the first month of the semester we did group groceries and group meals, it was cheaper and we would be getting better meals. I figured out we could get two weeks worth of meals for around 30 to $40 every two weeks. I make the grocery list and cook the meals. After about a month, B and C said they don't want to do group groceries anymore because it's too expensive. I now cook meals for me and D. We shop together and split the cost 50-50. I'm cooking food for me and D still, and B and C expect me to make them food. I told them they didn't pay for food, so I'm not making them any. So now they go out to eat and get takeout every night, then complain that they don't have any money. B has a boyfriend. He comes over and spends the night too. I share a room with B. I've asked to let me know before he comes over. She did for a month and now tells no one. He comes over and takes naps on in her bed when she's not in the room and I'm trying to do homework. I've asked not have him spend the night if I'm intoxicated due to trauma. I woke up after drinking and he was in the room asleep without her. So I did not fall back asleep and was not happy. He comes over all the time now and she doesn't let us know. I'll jump in the shower in the morning when I walk back into the room in just a towel. He'll be sitting on her bed while I try to get dressed. I'm in therapy and because of the pandemic, it's virtual. So I do not, so I do it from my own room. I can't help it if there's people home but I've recently figured out that they've been listening to my therapy sessions. I'll talk about things in that session that I don't talk about with anyone else. Somehow CMB will bring it up later that night if it's something about the apartment or them. When I move out, they will have absolutely nothing in the apartment. No pots or pans, couch, a coffee table, a TV, a TV stand, all decorations, etc. I already cancelled my housing contract for next semester. It isn't going to be worth $2,000 for me. So I left for two weeks, packed up most of my stuff and left with it. I only told D that I was leaving for two weeks, so B and C had no idea where I went or most of my stuff. And honestly, I'm fine with it. Am I the asshole? This was a very long and kind of informative, I guess, in it paints a picture, for sure. But if you read all of this, I would say, yeah, you're the asshole for just packing up and leaving. I get that you have issues with your roommates. And that's a thing that we have seen on this podcast many times and on the subreddit, for sure, that people have issues with roommates and cannot work through them. But just... Packing up your shit and leaving 
is very extreme, especially when you have three other roommates. And I don't know, it seems that the housing contract is just with the campus school. So you basically, I assume that you just pay for a room and then the school fits you in with three other people or something like that. Because otherwise, yeah, it would be even more fucked if you just barged out of the door and then they have a have to look for a roommate first off and then are also set up with costs that they normally don't have. Again, I understand where you're coming from because first off, you don't feel any privacy and you feel that you are working for three people, basically. You're basically the, the mom of the group or at least the parent, so to speak, because you're cooking for them and you're cleaning and you're doing all the other chores as well. So I can understand why you want to leave. But just plain out leaving seems to be a bad decision. Just just packing your stuff, saying that you're going to be gone for a couple of weeks and then never coming back. That is such a... It's such a bad thing to do. And I again, I understand that your roommates aren't the best. But by doing this... It makes you look bad and that's not what you want. And maybe that's just me thinking about my own experiences and perception of things. But yeah, it's it seems just like a really bad idea to just plain out, just step up, no, tell nobody and leave. Because it does make you seem like the asshole, even though you might not be the asshole in the grand scheme of things, but you are the asshole in this case of this scenario but thank you for your question anyways and that was it for the did it ask podcast for this week i hope you had a good time listening to episode 36 of the podcast if you did please leave a rating on apple podcast and if you do i might read it in the next episode of this very podcast if you want to ask me a personal question that is possible too you can go to anchor.fm forward slash didn't dash ask dash pod. Over there, you can find a button that says messages or a message. And then when you press that, you have the ability to record a voice memo and ask me a question personally. If you think the question is too personal, you can say that upfront and then I'll read your question out myself instead of splicing in the voice clip into the podcast. That was it for me for this week. I will be back next week. And in the meantime, you can catch up from what I am watching through threkt.tv. That link will be in the show description as well as any other links. You can also find this show on YouTube. So please subscribe and leave a like on the most recent video. Well, that's going to be it for now. I will be back next time and I hope you have a good week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.